Hi, Todd. Hi. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of a funny would you rather question and I didn't have You know, one. I was actually that came I was to actually me. looking stuff up, but I figured I was gonna tell you a true story anyways, because before we did uh I forget what it was. You said something about Jordan with like kids and we talked about annoying YouTube things or whatever. Oh yeah. So the other night we were out to a restaurant and Finley wanted dessert. And so I was like, well, I know how to overcome this. I'm going to read from the dessert menu, you know, cause she can't read. <laughs> I'm just going to read absolutely horrible sounding things because she won't want it. <laughs> and one of the ideas that came to my head was a uh, hot dog, <laughs> hot dog flavored popsicles. <laughs> and Finley was, I want that. I want that. And I was like, you idiot. And she was a hundred percent set and everyone's dying laughing on a hot dog flavored popsicle. And I just wonder how many people in the world. That doesn't sound have. that bad though. Are you serious? That doesn't sound that bad. That sounds terrible to me. Doesn't sound that bad. So you would have a hot dog flavored popsicle. <laughs> I'd take a crack at it's it. It's a very Pennsylvania <laughs> dessert that is not currently one, but if we maybe we start a business in Central PA. I'd take a crack at it. Hot dog I would try it. But um you failed. <laughs> you're a, oh, I definitely you're failed. a failure. I, I still don't think we got dessert. It's just that then I had to be like, well, you can't get that because they actually don't have it. Mm. So I think we just went home and had dessert and she was happy. But backfired. Definitely backfired. That's I got to come up with worse well, things. Proud of you. Earwax flavored popsicles next time, I yeah, think. You got to go gross. If you're yeah. going to go gross, you got to go gross. Real food is not, not going to work in the circumstance. No. Um, yeah. Today, you just want me to? Intro it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so so we, somebody, somebody's got to do the fucking job <laughs> around here. So we wrapped up uh, the first, it's not all cohort based, but we did do the first flight of people through our new nutrition coaching program, cohort based, and they just wrapped up a couple weeks ago. And in the final week, uh, just jumped on a call, which each with each of them actually still doing some of those calls, uh, to really check in one, um, just to talk about their progress and everyone made killer progress and talk about like being able to continue these things well beyond the 12 weeks and just kind of see what they need. And what really surprised me, I don't know if I want to say surprised me, but it was just awesome how, um, opening some of these conversations were to hear people's takeaways and how they feel that things went. And, um, one of the big things was totally coincidence because it's not like all of them this was their exact goal but every single person that i talked to lost between 10 and 10.1 pounds which i thought was a little bit crazy do you um, need to say the 10.1 so, yeah i don't but they were like hey 10.1 oh, okay um, all right i'm fine with so that. uh that was awesome but it prompted there was there was a consistent theme with folks because of when we started this cohort and and why some people didn't sign up and um everybody talked about this at the end about how they were so glad that we started at this time so we started it right around i think it was like right before thanksgiving i think yeah it was the week yeah. of thanksgiving yep. was prep week so it's a 12-week program but there's a, a kind of a pre-week prep week and when we said that we were doing this there was a number of people that were like oh i can't believe that you're doing this rolling into the holidays that's the worst time to do this like if you were doing it any other time i'd be in well well we're doing it now like do it now, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and I think the conversations were, were deeper than that, but we'll get into that. These folks raised their hand and some of them said like, oh, this is going to be challenging over the holidays, but like, you know, let's do it. And now having gone through it, 
the number of conversations, all of all of them mentioned in, in some form or another, how they're so glad that they did it at this time. So for instance, one of the guys um, talked about how this time of the year, he's got you know the holidays plus a birthday, plus I think they did um, at least one, but maybe multiple trips for whatever reason. So in all those circumstances, uh, additional amounts of food, probably a lot more uh, junk food around with traveling, you know, being in more restaurants. And he talked about how this time of year, every single year, he gains weight, unwanted, gains weight every year. And one of the things he said was, you know, um, I lost 10 pounds. He's like, which is not a crazy amount of weight. I'm like, well, number one, that's awesome. In, in 13 weeks, really, including the prep week, like 10 pounds, that's a, that's a good, sustainable weight loss, especially if you keep practicing these things. He's like, no, for sure. He was like, but for me, like every single year, I gain weight at these times. So not only did I not gain weight, I lost weight at this time. He was like, and for myself, I look at that and go, hang on. If I lost weight, if I lost 10 pounds, any amount of weight really would be a win, but lost 10 pounds during the most challenging time of the year for me, continuing to practice this stuff through the times that I'm throwing up air quotes that are easier because there's always something going on. Like it, this is, this is amazing, right? Like this is, this, this is something that I can really have success with for the long term. And someone, you know, everyone that I talked to had some form or another basically said that, like, I can't believe the progress that I made even navigating the holidays and this, that, and the other thing. And so I shared with each and every one of them that there were a number of people who were like, if you guys were starting this in January, I'd be in. Because what does everyone think? Like in January, I'm going to set my New Year's resolution or just for whatever reason. It's a new year, new me. Like that's when I'm going to focus on it. Or maybe it's just they're telling themselves that once the holidays are over, like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll eat better and this will be in alignment with my goals. Like, But the reality is we did reopen this in-house to members in January and zero of those people signed up not a one because they all had a new excuse for why. Well, actually, you know, this is going on. And I would bet the house that as long as we keep doing this, I'm not saying they will never come around, but we could put this out right now and maybe not every single one, but most of those folks are going to have another, another excuse because they're waiting for the right time to start. And the reality is it will never be the right time to start. There is a right time to start. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But the right time to start is pretty much wherever you are now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, there's a. I think it comes. There's a few things that that package together to kind of stop people and and make them feel as though they need to wait for the right time. Um, I think one of those things is that they they're they're seeing the change that they have to make as i think it, it it comes back down to outcomes versus process and people are so concerned with an outcome that if they feel as though they're at any slight disadvantage towards achieving that outcome then why am i going to wait and and put the effort in and I mean, fair enough, you want an outcome, right? But I think people wait so heavily towards that that they don't understand that if they just go through the process that they'll be closer to the outcome than they would have otherwise, right? Because, I mean, if you look at it this way, you know, you don't do anything, 
and you gain five pounds or whatever it might be. But if even if you tried something and you lost five pounds, well then... Even if you stayed the same weight, you at the time the same. where you'd normally gain weight. It's a, it's a positive, right? Yeah. It's a net positive. So I think it's like... But you're hung up on that you didn't lose 20. Hanging up on these outcomes and, <laughs> and, and thinking that the change is bigger than it needs to be. And I think that, you know, one of the things is just people just aren't willing to make a sacrifice at that point. And they don't want to be honest with themselves that, that that's the case. Like, I just don't want to make a sacrifice yeah. right now. I just don't want to do it. And then apart from that, it's like thinking about external conditions. You know, the, the, the circumstances have to be perfect for, for any of this to work. And it's just go back at any point in your life and find when you had perfect circumstances. I dare you to. You're not going to find them. They just they don't exist. There's nothing that's ever going to be like, this is the exact right time to do this or the exact right time to do that. And it's like the only the only time that it's it's I have to look up. Hold on. I, I wrote a I wrote a blog about this, too. And so I have it here in front of me. Um, While you're looking for that, I'll yeah, say yeah, go ahead. I, I said they're going to be upset. They're upset they didn't lose 20 pounds. But we're also talking hypotheticals here, and this person didn't start. And the reality is they would have been happy with having lost five pounds. They would have had the realization that the guy I was talking about had. Um, but they, for some reason, they think of themselves as their future self being unhappy that they didn't do every, I'm throwing up quotes, like everything that they believe that they could do because of these external factors that you're talking about being in their face. But the reality is like, they will be happy regardless. They'll yeah. be better off regardless. And that was another thing that kept coming up um, with pretty much everyone is they were surprised at the theme of just like better is better. Like we're not going for perfect, yes. perfect outcomes. We're not going for perfect execution. We are going for better execution than you would have done in the past, better choices than you would have made in the past. And even if like, which it's not going to be, if there was like a, you know, absolute dog crap to complete perfection scale, like absolute dog crap plus a half step is better Absolutely. and will lead to improvement. Like still being this imaginary spectrum, still being incredibly close to whatever your idea of horrible is, better than the horrible that your perceived horrible that you were doing is better and will lead to better outcomes than you staying locked into whatever habits you have that are currently not serving you absolutely so even if you look at the thing and you're like oh, i'm not gonna be able to do all that through christmas who cares could you do some of it and then could you still pay attention to things and be like all right you know sure there was a lot more family and events and so of course i wanted to enjoy these foods awesome so do that but you'll probably make some better choices with in total what is you know again throwing up air quotes like not the perfect choices. Who cares about perfect? Make a better choice at Christmas than you did last year. You're still enjoying stuff, right? And as soon as you get through that period, like you still have the knowledge that you learned at that time right. that maybe you weren't applying all of. And now it's easier for you to apply that knowledge because you got it at that time. Yeah. So anyways. Well, one of the things that that, that you hear like business advice about is start a business when the market sucks. Yeah. Because then you know how to run a business when things suck. Like mm -hmm. when you're not going to have people beating down your door with all this excess money or, or whatever it might be. And you develop the skills to be able to 
circumnavigate or circumvent issues and you build resiliency into your business because you've had to deal with harder times, you know? And so we'll just say that the, since the holidays are, and we're talking about nutrition are, this applies to way more than nutrition. Oh, for sure. But I'm just, since that's where we're at, it's like the holidays are the hardest time to get your nutrition in track. It's like, well, if you can figure out how to do it, then now you have all these skills that you can apply to every other time of the year. But you know, it's, it's, but you come out of the holidays and then there's another thing and then you come out of that and then there's another thing. And it's like, there's never not going to be a thing, you know, there's never not going to be a thing. So I was, um, I looked it up. So, um, and, and this is, uh, as, as if someone is asking the question. So, but you ask, aren't there times when I'm more likely to be successful than others? Aren't there times when I'd be better off and set myself up for success? Yes, that's certainly true. And those times are when you're willing to be honest with yourself, you're willing to work with the reality and your circumstances, and when you're done making excuses, those are the times when you'll be more likely to be successful. So, bingo. Yeah. It's not that there's a perfect time. There's a perfect, there's no, there's no perfect, but there's an internal condition that will set you up for success. And, and that's what it looks like because the external conditions are always going to be in flux. Life is always going to be in flux. There's always going to be something that comes up at work. There's always going to be a sick kid. There's always going to be these other things. And if, if you have to wait until things are always perfect, you're just always going to, you're always going to wait, you know? And, and it, it, I think one of the things that you can do is, is you're going to start and stop start and stop. Yeah. Or, Or look at the percentages of, of your investment. And, you know, for example, this has nothing to do with nutrition, but I'll use a personal example. Like one of my life ambitions is to be a novelist at some point. And now, I mean, I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I have a lot going on and can I sit and devote hours per day to writing right now? I can't, but I still write every day. Sometimes it's for five minutes. Sometimes it's for 10. Sometimes it's working on trying to figure out what the plot might be. Sometimes it's just free writing to get ideas out of my head, but there's, there's, there's a, there's a, an investment every day. And if I would sit back and say, well, you know, I can't, I can't write until, you know, I have all of my businesses to the place that they need to be and all this. And I'm married and my kids are grown and all like, I'm never going to do it, yeah. you know? And, and that's the case for a lot of people with a lot of things is they're just waiting for these perfect circumstances and, you know, something's better than nothing. And you just have to keep, you have to just act like action is the, is the, what you have to do. And even if, like, let's use the gym as an example. I think if, if you and I were looking at where we currently are with this business, our roles within the business, um, some of the freedom of time that, that we currently have with this business, if we were looking at that in 2000, let's say during uh, 2021, early, late 2020, early 2021, before we made the decision to change up things and be where we are, if someone were to just show us the snapshot in time, we'd be like, boom, like this is the best thing ever, right? But we still have now currently in this moment, we have major ambitions for where we want this to go. You know what I mean? So it's like back then if someone said, I'd be like, oh, like that's killing it. Like I, I, that's what I want. I'll be happy when we get there. And it's not that I'm not happy, but like I want more for this business. You know what I mean? So like it's the whole thing of like there's always going to be something. Like if you waited until – 
the businesses were in the perfect place. Like they never will be because I don't know if you want to say the word go getter or a little type A or, but like, I just don't see you being like, yep, everything is just completely satisfactory. I'm going to let it sit just like this. And now I can go focus all of my efforts on this. You know what I mean? Like, unless, unless you have it to the point where you can hand things off completely, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, but you can tell you that you can tell yourself that story for a very long time. I think that that part of the issue is there's at the foundation we've convinced ourselves that we're happier when we don't have anything to do. <laughs> and we're not. I don't yeah. think that that's true for most people where we look at retirement is this this very mm-hmm. um re like, we're we're waiting for retirement because we think it's going to be awesome to just sit on the beach and yeah. and drink margaritas all the time and you ever been on vacation for a week <laughs> like sitting I, on the beach well no because my i won't because i hate it but i can tell you that like sometimes you're just like dying to do something yeah, productive I, or you need a vacation from that vacation i, I can't sit still like that and, yeah. and part of that's an aspect of personality but it's just like that you're much happier when you have a purpose and you're trying to do something than you are when you're just, you feel as though the, the main goal is to get to a place where you just are stagnant and that's the end game and that's what you want. And I think that that, that foundation underlies a lot of what people believe about their actions and what they should do and, and how things should be. And I think it, 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 it uh, underlies a lot of the beliefs about the actions that people take, you know, towards nutrition or whatever it might be that they seek out, this comfort and that's when you know things will be better and I'll be happy and there's just uh, there's a lot of anecdotes there's a lot of research there's a lot of uh, people that have lived their lives that'll say otherwise like you need to be trying to do something and and it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing but you're happier when you're trying to do something you're you're you know just like when Pete used to talk about Pete Dupuy when he used to talk about when they were starting Cressy Performance and how it was crazy, you know, and they're just like in this crucible of, of getting this business off the ground. And, but you have this crazy amount of purpose about the thing that you want to do, you know? And, and I, and I think that that's part of the issue is because people are still dealing just with nice ideas and not really looking at what they desire and why they desire it and finding the purpose in those things. And unless you do that, like, or there's two things, unless you figure that out and understand all of that and why you're doing what you're doing, or if you just suck it up and create the habits that create the environment that allow you to just kind of to move forward without as, as much effort. Like it's like a, there's like a Venn diagram where those things cross and that's, that's kind of what it looks like to be able to, to approach these things. But I think that people... People, I think partially people are afraid. They're afraid to fail. I think partially people don't know what exactly what they want. They just don't want what they have right now. And I think the other thing is, is people don't have the skills to figure it out. And that's where it just sucks because, you know, the people that don't sign up for our nutrition program, it's like, well, you would have had the skills and you would have had the guidance and you would have been able to figure it all out, but you didn't you didn't take that one little step to just say yes and say, well, I'm going to deal with an imperfect scenario and I'm going to do it as, as best as I possibly can. You know, it's, it's one of the things that, um, you know, you talk to 
Craig or, or John from Building the Elite, and they talk about, you know, the guys that go through their program and then are successful through whatever um, special operations selection they go to, and then they're successful as operators. One of the, one of the biggest things that, that the characteristics that helps guys get through all that is, is being okay with unknowns and saying, well, I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it yet, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's all kind of in that soup there. And, but I think it really comes back to, you know, what being honest with yourself about what you're, are you really willing to do this? Do you really want this right now? And, and I think that that's where people look at, you know, not doing something during the holidays because they, they, they're biasing themselves towards pleasure and away from pain, you know? But then the question is like, do you need more pain? Is like that what's going to get you moving? Do you want to feel, is it, is it that you want to feel worse about yourself or do you want something else to happen? Do you want something to be taken away from you? Do you want a health scare? Like what's going to do it? You know? And, and that's, that's the, where people have to ask themselves. It's like, do you want to get to that point that you need like the doctor to say, I mean, and we don't really have clients like that, but like in, in any regard, but. Oh, I can reflect on one. There's, there's someone that, right now that was not a current member anymore but and came back. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I don't even know. You were here and I'm, I'm not going to say who, but you'll probably realize as I'm saying it, who there was like a real come to Jesus talk of like, we've got to make some changes here with oh, your yeah. diet, with I know your exactly lifestyle. What you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, Ultimately, they just kind of faded away from the gym and tried to re-engage them multiple times. And they're real cool, real friendly. And like we would run into each other and it would be, you know, all, all niceties. And it's like great to see you genuinely. Um, but they reached a point where the last time I spoke to this person, they're like, man, I'm just so far gone. I'd be so embarrassed for you to see me. I'm like, that's great. Like I would never, there's no judgment there. Like let's just get going now. They passed away. Oh, yeah. They passed away right. from, I forget if it was a stroke or a heart attack. Or I think it was like, but it's like. <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah, we have been in that situation and it sucks to, to be in that conversation where you want someone to understand how simple it can be to just take action, take small action and then additional small actions on top of that. And even like BJ Fogg says in tiny habits, sometimes people think that they need to make a tiny habit become a very large habit, but tiny habits can actually remain tiny habits and it's still better than what you were doing. Yeah. Like there's not this necessity to it. I have to be perfect. Like, no, like, like better imperfection is, is better. Better is better. Like we said, you know, a while ago. So yeah, it's real. I, I, I just, I keep coming back to, you know, do, do, do you really want the thing? And if you don't, that's okay. You know, and I think that that's where people have a hard time being honest with themselves or, you know, and, and I think sometimes it's, it's a bandwidth thing and then fair enough, right? Sometimes there's a, there are a lot of things going on. You're like, I don't have the bandwidth for one more thing, but then it's like, well, great. It, it might not be adding one more thing. It might be a subtraction. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the subtraction is the thing that, that moves you forward, you know? And also it's like, I don't, I don't care where your fucking bandwidth's at. You know, if like, if you're working on a, a water habit of drinking a little more water every day, like you don't need, you know, megahertz. I don't know how they measure bandwidth, honestly. You don't need, <laughs> don't I'm going to say megahertz, megahertz of bandwidth to be able to, yeah. to, to do that, you know? 
And so it's like, and you use that as an example and it blows my mind. I thought people are gonna be like water. Cause it's genuinely, there was a week of focusing on hydration. And I was thinking this is the week where people are like, all right, this is kind of a break, whatever. And the number of people that were like, Oh my God, my heart rate's way down in training. And, and I'm seeing this and, and I'm like, Holy crap. Yeah. So like these simple changes can lead to very large results when you don't realize how like you being the person who's maybe taking part in a program like that, or even me as a coach and like being like, I had no idea that people literally drank like no water. Like yeah. that, that's such a foreign idea to me. So I think that's what people tell themselves is it has to be these crazy actions. And throughout that entire uh, 12 weeks, there's not a single thing that is overwhelming to do. Not once. And that's what people were saying at the end is like in the past. Now, if you tried to do all of those things at once, it is. Oh, I think sure. that's where people screw yeah. up. But when you start incredibly easy. But I think that that's what a lot of people easy. think it is though yeah. too. Is like it's all of it at once and it can't be. No. I think a lot of people need to sit down and, and take a look at what it is that they actually value too. You know? Because if you're sitting there saying, you know... Uh, I, I, I'm so worried about the holidays and eating and drinking and all that kind of stuff. Like it might just be that you value partying and hedonistic pleasures more than you value other things. And nobody's, I mean, you could probably look at some information that would tell you that's probably not the best way to carry on, (laughs) but like no one can tell you not to do that. But it's like, is it, what do you really value? Do you want to be that person? And, you know, and you said about your, your future self, well, what would your future self be more happy with you for? You know, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I just. I, I think for the person and even like, if you look at the way that we do our free intros here at the gym, when someone's interested in, in potentially joining, they're coming in to explore it. One of the questions we ask is how many days a week are you realistically able and willing to train at beyond strength? And you can listen for key uh, phrases like this morning and it went really, really well. Um, but the guy that I met with this morning at one point, he said, um, I forget if if his phrase was, I really, I really want, you know, I really want to be in here five days a week. And then I was quiet because I was, it sounded like there was more to it. And then he goes, but I think, uh, I think starting with three times a week would be the best to get things rolling. And I was like, perfect. Because the, the key phrase that I listen for is I should, I need to, I, you know, think things along those lines. Like I want to want, it's, these are all like either aspirational or like someone else is pressuring you to do something. So the realistically able and willing, like a hundred percent certainty, you can knock it out of the park. It's gotta be something more than you're currently doing. Like you're not coming here at all. Okay. Anything would be more. But it also needs to be enough, and really using the training as an example, but I think it's getting anything going in your life that you want to get going. It needs to be frequent enough that... It's habitual. Yeah. Like, yeah. like and the example I gave to him is like, I think three times a week is perfect for training for a lot of people for starting. Because I was saying like twice a week, you know, um, I, I could see us at some point being like, no, we really don't offer twice a week. Because the people that I see struggle the most at getting going with the habit start at twice a week. Now, there's some folks that start at twice a week and very quickly are like, move me to three. Great. But the folks that try and stay at twice a week, I think have the highest. I'm, I'm, I'm going off of recall here, but I think have the highest 
um, attrition, like the most struggles with, with getting in here. Imagine if you only, maybe you do sometimes, but What's uh, imagine if you only brush your teeth twice a week. <laughs> no, I brush my teeth twice a day, <laughs> bro. The dentist is an issue, but I brush my teeth. <laughs> but, but imagine if you only brush your teeth two days a week, you'd wake up and be like, is it the day to brush my teeth? Or you probably wouldn't even ask yourself that question. It'd just be like, it's so easy to not do something when you spend more days not doing that thing than doing that thing, right? And so you might look at that and be like, well, then how is three days enough? Well, I don't know. I, we kind of look at it as Monday through Friday, three is well, more than five. kind of a rhythm, at but, least. Yeah. You know? But, um, but I, I think the takeaway is there for it. could be nutrition. It could be training. It's like instead of thinking about what you should be doing, what you need to be doing, what you want to be doing, is like what could you do right now that you are 100% certain that you could knock out of the park? Um, do that right now it, I, who cares how far from perfect it is in whatever idea of perfect you have do that right now like watch progress happen with that thing and then when that's incredibly easy to do and then you don't have to wait till it's incredibly easy to do but once you are doing that successfully you get the the mental kick of like okay i'm, I'm kicking ass with this yeah. versus if you said i should start with five times a week i or i should be here five times a week and you you commit to five times a week but you only come in three, same outcome, same outcome. You came in three times in both scenarios, but you're failing because it wasn't five. Right. You know what I mean? So, and it kind of comes back to like the BJ Fogg tiny habits is like commit, but commit small. And then as necessary, level that up. Yeah. So. The, um, this, this, I, th I think this quote has been getting poo-pooed on lately because people misunderstand it. And, and because of like, all of the overbearing like self-acceptance movement and stuff like this. But one of, when I was um, studying psychology, like when I was in college and even earlier in my coaching career, when that was a big focus of mine, I, I read a lot of Carl Rogers work. And I know you know that I've talked about it a lot, but one of my favorite quotes of his is the curious paradox is once I accept myself as I am, then I can change. And I think people take that and they think, well, like, um, they've been, it's been getting pooed on because um, people that say, well, you're not just fine the way that you are. You always can be better. And it's like, well, if you, you pay attention to the nuance of the sentence, that's what he's saying. But if you sit there and tell yourself that you should or ought to or whatever it might be, you just put yourself into that circle of judgment in which you never do anything. But if you sit there and say, even if it's like a, a, a acceptance is a, is partially a judgment, right? You're accepting your current status of, of where you're at, and you say, "Well, this is who I am. This is where I'm at right now." You know, sometimes, you know, for me, like I've I've had to <laughs> this, I've had to learn how to be nice. Like I'm a <laughs> I'm an aggressive uh, kind of. I don't think that's uh, totally true. There's parts of me that had to learn to be nice, but yeah. um, you're yeah, I. I I don't know. We could debate on that, but okay. Well, anyway, um, what all that I mean is like, dude, if we if we go to any type of an event, like you will walk around and talk to every single person in that room oh, and I genuinely know. have an ability to connect with people and create rapport, like that is second to probably no one that I can think of. Yeah. So you you have, and that's I don't. You also have, you've only known me since I was True. 23. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I, I guess I didn't see he, the aggressive asshole yeah, top. He but. used to be a little different. But, <laughs> um, 
but it was it was honestly when it changed was when I sat down and said like you're a dick yeah you're just a dick man and it's not working for you so what are you gonna do? and I accepted it it was like uh, that's who I am and it's not working for you so what are you gonna do about it and so I think that that's where a lot of people you know going back to the talk about what they value and who they are it's like oh I'm actually this person right now there's nothing beyond that. Like you've, you've done the judgment enough to get to that point. You don't need to judge it any further than that. And it's like, okay, well that's who I am. And, and when you can be that honest with yourself, there's like this weight that comes off of your shoulders and then you can really start to do stuff. And I think that there's that level of, of self-awareness that people miss on. There's in packaged in with the fear and the, the thinking that the change is so daunting or and all of these other things that package together that get people to procrastinate or to think that they need to wait for this perfect time when really it, if they start with that self-acceptance and however you want to say it, if there's a, a less foo-foo term that you want to use, I don't care. But, um, but that's, there's also, that's when you can actually start to do things. There's also... Uh, I think someone called it a growth mindset. I forget there's another phrase that Stephen Kotler uses. But like, in a sense, what you said is like, so that's who I am. And, and like, and like, whether it was right stated now. or not, like right now. Yeah, right now. And that, and that, not just belief, but like that actual understanding, like, but I'm in complete control of who I am. Yeah. Uh, and I can change that. So, and I, and that might sound like we're kind of going into like woo-woo stuff. Um, maybe not, but... I think it's the same thing with, with all of this, like bringing it back to, well, you know, I struggle, I, I overeat and I like to indulge and everything, whatever, like over Dude, the holidays. Like that's why that, I, that, that before sure. Yeah. But like you could change that right now. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that's why eustress training and stuff is so important because it teaches you to have an internal locus of control rather than an external locus of control. All you can focus on is, your heart rate, and you go when you're supposed to go. There's so many external conditions you can't control. You can't control what your heart rate does. What you could do is is make sure that you're high rate, hydrated and recovered so that it comes back down faster. Sure, you can change your habits, but like, you just have to work when it's time to work and rest when it's time to rest, and that's all you can do. And as many inputs as if you give yourself uh, of that kind of stimulus, the easier it is to apply it in, in other places, you know? And just there's just like this whole mess of self-acceptance, internal locus to con- of control, um, being n- not making comfort your God, like uh, actually knowing what you want, um, and then seeking the skills to actually be able to do the things that you want to do. And and it seems like a big package, but it's it's not. Like yeah. you just have to do the first thing that kind of takes you there and and realize that, You'll be a different you'll you'll if you have a place that you want to move towards you'll move towards it if you just start doing something you know and and and, and it could be anything and it could be the absolute wrong thing but it's at least something and that wrong thing gets you to the next thing that that's going to be closer you know yeah. so start now I think I think I I think I don't I don't I think I'm done I think I think we're done I yeah can't I can't say anything else seriously though that's that's the thing is like. Whatever it could be, if you're listening to this and there's something that you think an ideal time is coming to do this thing, it could be, I don't know, this is a big one, quitting your job. <laughs> could be, maybe don't do that right away. I don't know. Uh, maybe do. It depends but, on who you are. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is, you know, I've, 
Oh, go ahead. It depends on who you are. Yeah. There, there are some. You've people, convinced multiple people to quit their job. I've talked a lot of people into quitting their job. <laughs> True story, not yeah, a joke. I really have. If anyone's like, no, you guys are kidding. Not kidding whatsoever. And I will even go so far as to say, of the people that I'm aware of, all of them are doing phenomenally better now than they were when they were stuck. Be- well, in a it's because job it's that like the it's like the fallacy of 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 everything's just okay. Yeah. You know, it's just like oh, everything's just fine. You know, um, and so it doesn't make people move. And sometimes you got to be scared shitless to move. Like I've, I've been there a couple times in my life, you know, and I've sometimes shit has to hurt for you to move. Yeah. And then the, 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 then the, the, the next step is to not have to be there to be able to move, you know, and to make it less of a, an avoidance thing and a more of an approach thing. But yeah. sometimes you just got to, things have to be a, a big enough problem for you to do anything about them. And sitting there and saying, well, I'm just going to transition. I'm going to do it. Some people, that works really well. Like my friend Bo, like that's his personality. He's very buttoned up. It's like I have all of my I's dotted, my T's crossed. I have the money that I want in my bank. I have all this. These things are in place. Now I'm going to quit and and move on. And, and he it. had something else. Yeah. yeah. And he was very very set up to yeah. do it. And he's, he's killing it. Like he's yeah. crushing it. But for some people, they would stay in that cycle and it would always just be a part-time thing and it would never turn they would never turn it into the thing that they really wanted to do and there are just some personalities that you just have to fucking you just have to rip the band-aid and there are other people that can that can peel it off more slowly but and that's a product of personality and understanding yourself but i'm not a peel the band-aid off slowly person it doesn't work for me so it's just quit your job i tried you won't let me <laughs> <laughs> no but i i think you know, it doesn't have to be quit your job, but th- that's the takeaway. I think everybody, whether it's now or at some point, you have something where, you know, ah, I would do this, but the circumstances, like, do it. If it's important to you, like, that's where you need to be, like, do the introspective work and, like, is this really what I want to do? Then why am I creating all these excuses and everything that are in front of it? Like, yeah. do it. Start. Is, is it, it just because I'm afraid? Is it yeah. because I don't feel like I have the skills? Is it, what is it? And then really confront those things, confront those things and then walk towards it. Yeah. You're, we work much better as predators than we do as prey animals. That's why the eyes in front of our head, you know, so. Well, start now.